Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Godfather of Soul, Soul Brother Number One, uh, a song about reparations. Forty acres and a mule, right? And in uh, San Francisco, could be five million dollars. It's like Powerball, right? It's like Lotto. And you know, it would qualify according to the rules and regulations out in San Francisco. Believe it or not, believe it or not, a man who slit the throat of his former wife and her boyfriend. Uh, a man named Simpson. Oh, yeah. O.J. Living in Vegas now. The rules are, if you lived in San Francisco for 18 years, and he lived there till he was 18. Remember, he was in Potrero Hill, Sunnyville Projects, overlooking the East Bay, then went on to USC. You know the rest of the story. He would be entitled to not only $5 million, because both parents were African-Americans. His father, a well-known chef, and he was a drag queen at night in the Castro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well-renowned. he get $5 million, and everything he owns, the Brown family, would be paid by the city of San Francisco. Stay tuned for that. But the reason I'm playing this anthem of James Brown, Godfather of Soul, Soul Brother Number 1, is that everyone who is black-centric would always play this song. And who do you think is down in Washington today uh, wearing his $5,000 customized suit? That's right, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Mayor, not of me or any of you, he's the mayor of the illegal aliens who he has become the Papa Chulo for and has said to them as they pour into our city at our taxpayers' expense, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? So he's in Washington, D.C., forget this, the African American uh, Mayor's Conference. Can you imagine if they had a white American mayor's conference or, as Eric Adams would like to call them, the Crackers American Mayor's Conference? Uh, he, along with Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, yeah, she's still the mayor of Chicago. Lori Lightfoot, lightweight, Beetlejuice. They are co-hosting this event. And it's all about diversity, equity, and inclusion why don't we listen in to the opening remarks of Eric Adams and his very dear friend, Lori Lightfoot, lightweight Beetlejuice. And the mayor and I are clear. We are not going to remain silent. We're not going to pretend as though there is some conscious failures that are taking place. We've got to do more to make sure that we intervene in a proactive way to provide support and love to these young people at the earliest possible stage in life. 
What? This is right after the, the riots last weekend, the flash mobs downtown Chicago. And Eric Adams is standing there nodding his head because, see, he's over there. Uh, what, I, what, what did I call him in all-everything bagel? He wants to be everything to everybody. And let's face it, when you try to be everything to everybody, you don't satisfy anybody. So he says that while he's in D.C., and then naturally, Lori Lightfoot, who lost the first round of the elections, was asked why she lost. How much of this do you think might have to do with the fact that you're a woman, and partic- specifically a black woman? About 99% of it. <laughs> so the new mayor, uh, Johnson, right, he's even blacker than Lori Lightfoot, Beetlejuice, but she's sticking to it. And then she was asked... Why did you run for mayor the first time you came out of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Chicago? People said you have a prosecutor's background. You were going to be tough on law and order. I, I was elected and ran on disrupting the status quo. And when you disrupt the status quo, you are going to make um, people uncomfortable. You are going to have people criticize you. Criticize you? Uh, the whole city turned against you. And then finally, she had to give these solemn final words at the African-American Mayor's Conference hosted by her and her very dear friend, Eric Adams. You will not be defined by how um, you fall. You will be defined by how hard you work and how much you do good for other people. Now, you didn't do good for anybody in Chi-Town. Fortune 500 companies like Blackstone and McDonald's and others are fleeing as quickly as they can go. You have continued flight out of Chi-Town by whites, blacks, and Hispanics and Asians. So what the hell good did you do? And then they introduced the new mayor, newly elected, although he hasn't been sworn into office. Don't call him a Democrat. Call him the socialist that he is, who was promoted by Bernie the Altacaca Sanders and AOC all out crazy. They went in there. They campaigned for him. They brought socialists in by the busload. They went door to door. They were aggressive. And they beat in the runoff election the moderate Democrat boss because there are no Republicans. There are no Republicans in the city of Chicago. And remember, what was it that Brandon Johnson said in response to the rioting, the beatdowns, the uh, flash mobbing that took place on uh, Friday night and Saturday night in downtown Chicago in which these young thugs and thugettes were coming off the CTA, their subway system in the loop, and giving beatdowns to the tourists and the locals? Look, demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Have you ever taught middle school? I have. Have you ever raised young people? Do you understand the risk that young people take just because they're young? Do you know that home plate is at the bottom of my stairs? I found that out when my son was sliding down those stairs trying to score. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. They do. And so we have to make sure that we are investing to make sure that young people know that they are supported. What the hell is he talking about? What does he live in, Wrigley Field? What is he up in the nosebleed section? And his son went sliding down the north side of Chicago, Wrigley Field, into home plate? Now, I remember somewhat something like that. It was Thanksgiving Day Parade, and my oldest son, Anthony Chester Slewa, wanted to see the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And so all of a sudden, family friends said, we have an apartment along Central Park West. Why don't you come up 
and have Anthony watch the parade with the other little kids. And we did that. And, you know, all of a sudden they had Tom Turkey, you know, flying by. They had uh, Fudgy the Whale. I, I, I forget what balloons were passing by. And then Anthony said, I don't want to stay here anymore. So he went into the hallway and they had a marble staircase and he slid down the banister like two floors. And then he slid belly first right into who? Brooke Shields and her child. And she looks at me as I come running down after him, going, what kind of a father are you, Curtis? Oh, my God, your son almost got killed. I said, hey, he's a boy. Let him be a boy. Well, man, she never talked to me again. But anyway, I digress. Could I play that again? I don't understand. What the hell? The new mayor of Chicago, proud socialist. Uh, that's right. He supports shooting in Looney and uh, not standing up for the police. This is his rationalization for what young thugs and thugettes did in downtown Chicago flash mobbing. Look, demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Have you ever taught middle school? I have. <laughs> have you ever raised young people? <laughs> Do you understand the risk that young people take just because they're young? Do you know that home plate is at the bottom of my stairs? <laughs> I found it out when my son was sliding down those stairs trying to score. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. They do. And so we have to make sure that we are investing to make sure that young people know that they are supported. I wonder if Brooke Shields was down uh, by home plate in his apartment building. Anyway, I digress. The whole theme of this African-American Mayor's Conference is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it talks about all the recreational use of marijuana that has been voted into law in state after state across the nation and how licenses for legal weed distributors should go based on people of color, uh, based on people uh, whose sexuality is not in the norm, and who have a past record for dealing drugs. Well, yesterday was uh, 420. And, I mean, this city stunk up a joint. Get it? Stunk up a joint, right? But it stinks up every day with weed, people vaping, smoking spliffs, smoking blunts. I mean, the stench is everywhere. And, naturally, Eric Adams was on the stage, and he was talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it almost uh, reminds me of what a joke he's made of the legal use of marijuana here, which we should be deriving tax dollars from, and we're really not, because every time he's had to talk about the subject as the second African-American mayor in New York City, remember the first one, David Dinkins, he was a total failure. But he keeps making jokes about it. The cannabis industry is is, is a budding uh, economy. I just realized that buds. <laughs> Put that in here. <laughs> It's a budding economy, <laughs> and and we want to make sure that we get it right so that we can say in the city of New York that we are the joint. <laughs> what? Now, in D.C., if you walk around D.C., a very small city, you smell weed being smoked everywhere. Because I smell some weed. Someone is smoking. <laughs> Someone is smoking. <laughs> What a goofball. And you see a lot of shorties. Now, I know a lot of you don't know what a shorty is, but Mayor Eric Adams wants you to know he's hip, he's fly, he's got glide to his stride. I, I would tell you I met a shorty there, but I can't say that on TV. You know? <laughs> but so, and you're right. What is it with that laugh, that goofball laugh? 
Anyway, now think back. Philadelphia is in such a horrible situation. White Mayor Jim Kenney. Remember, it was 4th of July. They had their annual fireworks uh, right near the Rocky statue near the Art Museum. And two cops were gunned down. And at that point, Jim Kenney said, oh, I, I want to leave office. And everybody said, yeah, please, leave now. We'll get a replacement, please. And he said, no, I, I've had second thoughts. I'm staying. He's a McWhitey-Whitey. He's a failure. The DA, Larry Krasner, he is a failure. He turns loose criminals. The police commissioner, imagine, her name is Outlaw. They actually recruited her from where? Portland, Oregon, where Antifa and Black Lives Matter, which became Black Lodge Mansions, just ruled the streets. So what did they do? They said, oh, you did a good job in Portland, not. Let's recruit you for Philadelphia. You know, they had a great mayor, African-American mayor, Michael Nutter. He served two terms. I think it was from 2008 to 2016. And, you know, he was the president not of the African-American Mayors Conference. He was the president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors that involved blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asians, mayors of cities, the diverse complexion of which was represented in the U.S. Conference of Mayors. So why do we have an African-American Mayors Conference? When, quite frankly, a lot of these mayors have the same similar problems that they have to wrestle with. Why not just conflate everything into the U.S. Conference of Mayors? And like somebody like Michael Nutter, because it doesn't matter whether they're black, white, Hispanic, or Asian, male, or female. It matters as to whether they put public safety first and foremost, and they take on the socialists, who want to defund the police, remove the police, close prisons, and let the criminals run free like they're doing in Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Body Bag City, Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, St. Louis, New Orleans, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Oakland, Portland, and Seattle. This is the Riffin' Reed. I'd like to be able to... Anyway... I'm, my mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't This is a top 40 song in dance clubs around America, and it's just a little piece of the constant uh, faux pas that drip from the lips of President Joe Biden. By the way, I wanted to go uh, to the nearby public schools here. I thought my sons were going to public school today. But again, another day off. Why? Because uh, it's the end of Ramadan. I wonder if my sons ever go to school anymore. They have 10,000 reasons not to go to school. I was going to do a test. Who's the president of the United States? I bet you most of the kids, if they even knew, would say Barack Obama. Guarantee you. Joe who? 
But anyway, this guy apparently is prepared to announce his re-election effort on Tuesday. And it doesn't matter how many gaffes, how many faux pas, how many times he goes in the wrong direction, he's lost. It's like uh, somebody else, they would declare that they're in the throes of dementia and maybe first stages of Alzheimer's. But, hey, he's ready to uh, do it again. And no doubt he thinks he's going to win it, especially if Trump is the Republican nominee. Let's just give you a panoply of just a normal day in the life of President Joe Biden. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust. Here in Northern Ireland, programs like Young, young, young Entrepreneur, Young Enterprise Northern Ireland. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to foot him, uh, foot, foot, excuse me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine four more years of that? <laughs> oh, God. You know, I'd have to say, as much as uh, I never voted for Trump, although I never voted for Hillary, never voted for Biden, I'd have to vote for Trump. I mean, how could you not with somebody like that? They're just completely inept. They're incompetent. They can't string two words together. And you can't just say, well, you know, he always had a stuttering issue. Guy's 80 years old. That was back when he was a kid, remember? He was battling, who was that, Corn Pop? You know, the leader of the black gang in Wilmington, Delaware, and he was throwing him out of the pool, and he was having, like, a battle with him. Get out of here. The guy makes up stories a mile a minute. Then again, a lot of lot of elected officials do. I mean, we thought we had the biggest guy making up stories until George Santos came along, courtesy of Peter King and the Nassau County GOP. But I digress. So Joe Biden is definitely running for re-election. He'll make the announcement on Tuesday. At this point, who is his opposition? There is Marianne Williamson. As you know, she's holistic, a homeopathic practitioner. She likes to uh, have the crystals in her hand, go out to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and watch the sun rise and the sun set while in a lotus position eating her granola. But she ran the last time around, and she said, hey, screw it. Nobody wants to challenge this inept 80-year-old who shows every sign of having dementia and Alzheimer's. You can count on me. You know, I'll spread white light on everybody. I'll bring white light to this situation. Nikki Haley says presidential candidates over the age of 75 Ugh. should take a mental competency that's test. A, Do you agree? That's scary stuff. Why no. is that scary? Because, first of all, I don't think anybody's complaining about the mental competency of someone like Bernie Sanders. Um, what about President Biden? No. I, I mean, every individual should look into their own heart and make the decision. They can see him on television, and they, if they want to be concerned about certain things, they should. See, we can consult the crystals. Look into our own heart. And as we hear on occasion now, Joe Biden, when they let him out of the White House, when they let him out of the basement of his uh, uh, shoreside Delaware uh, summer home, look into your own heart and say to yourself, is this a man who's competent and stringing words together and of obviously dealing with what used to be considered the most difficult job in the world? Now, think of it. Back-to-back, belly-to-belly, we've been disappointed on two ends. Put aside the politics. 
we always believed that being mayor of the city of New York was the second toughest job, right? In the United States, second only to the presidency, until comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor of the dope from Park Slope, came along with his wife Charlene, smoking Maui Waui and Hindu Kush on the back porch of Gracie Mansion, and basically putting in a half a half of a day. Remember up in the morning? Remember those days in the SUV out to Park Slope, the wine, and then across the street for a cool fina croissant, and then all of a sudden he'd be at City Hall taking a nap for an hour. And yet... Now with uh, bing, 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 ricochet rabbit Eric Adams. How come things haven't gotten better? He's like de Blasio 2.0. And then the president of the United States, you really think he has the toughest job in the world as president? He like works maybe two hours a day, two hours a day. And then who else announced the legacy candidate RFK Jr.? He's got no support from any of his family members who thinks... He's a balloony. Ooh, look at what just came out. My front tooth. Oh, man, look at Justin was like, oh, my God. The pain is numbing. Ugh. Let me deal with it, though. <laughs> I'm used to it. Look, I got shot five times with hollow point bullets, right? I can handle it. So anyway, so here's RFK Jr. went back to Boston. And he announced there from the Boston Common that he was running for the Democratic nomination. The legacy of the Kennedys will continue. And no Kennedy family members were with him because they think he's a loon. But did you see all the MILFs? You know what MILF stands for, Justin? Mothers I'd like to fornicate with. I mean, they were hotties. I guess it's in his RFK Jr. DNA, like JFK, like RFK, like Teddy Kennedy. So now you got the Fruit Loop Trooper, Marianne Williamson. You got the guy, RFK Jr., who is opposed to nuclear energy, fracking, windmills off of Martha's Vineyard, burning fossil fuels. But he's got a line of hotties. And I want you to listen to him. When you run for presidency, you got to be able to have a clear voice, right? Uh, RFK Jr., 69. I'm 69. And I'm telling you. He's got something wrong with his throat. He's had this for many, many years. I know it's a particular problem that some people have, but how do you run for president when you sound like this? The other really disconcerting part of this pandemic response has been what I call the information chaos, the orchestrated confusion and fear. The complete absence of any good information on all the things that our public health agencies ought to be telling us so that we can individually, with our physicians, evaluate the risk. We were manipulated, and the press was manipulated in telling us all that every American faced the same threat as elderly people. Why, I concur with him on that. But I got to tell you, you're out there in a campaign. You're talking to people. All right, you got a microphone. And I know it is a, a medical situation. I've met him on two occasions, RFK Jr. on a plane, shuttle flight to Boston. He was with his, uh, his son. We had a great conversation. And then uh, I attended a fundraiser of him, the River Walkers. You know, they walk across the river from uh, across the Hudson from New York to New Jersey because of all the flotsam and jetsam that used to be there, the River Keepers. And he challenged me to swim. 
from the Manhattan side to the Brooklyn side. And at that time, I was married to uh, Lisa. And Lisa, who I thought would have said, go ahead, take a swim. Uh, that'll be a big life insurance uh, policy I can collect on. But she said, don't jump in there. This guy's a swimmer like his Uncle Ted. That's all they do at Martha's Vineyard is swim, 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 swim. Look at the current. Look at the undertow right underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. But I was ready to strip down to my BBDs. And then all of a sudden, the cops came and said, are you crazy? Sliwa, this is a Kennedy. He's got swimming in his DNA. The only place you ever swim is in your bathtub. And I say, yeah, okay, and that makes sense. And new candidate who's jumped in in the Republican primary to become president of the United States. No, it's not Nikki Haley. She was uh, first on. She now has pictures of her daughter in an interracial marriage with a African-American guy saying, you see, you see, I'm a minority candidate. Not. Then there's Senator Scott of South Carolina. Yes, a minority candidate. Then there's some guy from Arkansas, some uh, Huckleberry Hillbilly, uh, the neighbor which I don't even know. Then you got some guy who sounds like he's a high-tech guy from Silicon Valley who has a bunch of words strung together with a V. And, of course, a guy who I was just on TV with on Sean Hannity, Larry Elder, has announced that he's running for the presidency of the United States. And, you know, if Larry Elder can do it, maybe that commercial he does for pain relief actually works. As I get older, I've made a commitment to stay in shape. But pain was interfering with that. Now, with Relief Factor, I don't feel those everyday aches and pains. And I am working out and feeling stronger every day. Larry, could I put Relief Factor on this tooth? It's killing me. But you know something? I'm brick. Man up, Sliwa. You've been through worse. Hell yes. How many divorces? It's a hell of a lot worse than your tooth popping out and your tooth, your open tooth being exposed, your nerve to all that air. Every time you speak, it's sort of like somebody starts just stuck a shiv in you. This is still preferable. This is still preferable, Justin. Anyway, up next, the Sid Rap, an old gnome tears a new one into me. Greg Kelly seems like he wants to challenge me for mayor. And Sid finally, finally comes to his senses and says, well, wait, wait, you don't want to go anywhere. Uh, I'm going to find some crazy glue right now to put this tooth back in. Uh, and when we come back to Sid Rap. Spectacular. Now, here's the Sid Rap Up. Oi. Berets off to Justin Ellick doing triple duty this morning, almost uh, all this week. As Lou is down for the count, he hates disco. He's like what they did at Kaminsky Park years ago in the Loop. The Loop, an FM station, asked everybody to bring their disco records, and they burned them in midfield and then blew them up. And they claimed that was the end of disco. Not... And Justin Alec was magnificent as he was playing disco music all morning long, just as Sid had promised a long time ago. But Lou suddenly changed that. And then who had to put his two-cent plane in? Gnome Layden, who knew, knows nothing at all about disco. Now we get to the top five. All right, number I mean, five. These group. are the number five. 
Now, this is the most controversial part of this top ten disco songs of all time. Yeah. I'll give you the band, and yep. you're going to look at me like I'm crazy. All right. The Rolling Stones. What are you, crazy? Uh, I got to pick the song. Really, the Rolling Stones, and they consider this a disco song? Yeah, I, I totally disagree with this, but it disco. made it into the top ten of all time. Well, you can obviously dance to it. Maybe it's the one where he made out with David Bowie, Dancing in the Streets? No, that was too late. That was uh, in the 80s. A Rolling Stone, it can't be starting me up, it can't be Angie, it can't be... Um... You're not going to get it, because it I, just I have shouldn't no idea. be in this list. What is it? Miss You. I mean, it's a great song, but what disco ever played this? I went to every disco ever in New York City. I never heard Miss You once. Not once. Maybe at Lemoore's. I mean, how do you put that at number five? It makes no sense. That makes, yeah. makes no sense. Okay. But then again, this is the same magazine that airbrushed the Tsarnet brother and made him look like Jesus Christ <laughs> after he bombed everybody in Boston. Yeah. No, 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 don't blame Rolling Stone. This was no lady. You know, like you get into an elevator and there's no 13th floor. All he had to do was just remove the number five selection because that was the most ridiculous thing that anybody ever mentioned when it came to disco. And I think Gnome Layden did that on purpose to piss me off, piss Sid off, and piss all disco lovers out there off, which he succeeded in doing. And then Sid Rosenberg had a cathartic moment. From March of 2021, when I declared my candidacy, the last candidate to run for the mayoralty, Sid Rosenberg never said he would vote for Curtis Lewin. Never, ever, ever. He was an Eric Adams Republican. And then suddenly this morning, I really believe you would have been the best mayor since Koch and Giuliani. Can you repeat that? I really believe you would have been the best mayor since Koch and Giuliani. Yeah, so now will Bo Dido get down on his knee and acknowledge that, the Eric Adams Republican that he's been? And what about Peter King, who continues to be an Eric Adams uh, Republican, constantly making excuses for him, thinking that Eric Adams is like Jerry Adams of the Sinn Féin, the IRA. Come on, guys. It's time to acknowledge. Come on, Peter King. Come on, Bodito. I would have been a better mayor. Then all of a sudden, I noticed that Greg Kelly the other day put his two-cent plane into the mix. Uh, hey, what is this uh, thing? I'm looking at the, somebody put a big picture up of uh, it looks like a dead possum. Why is this on the TV screen in here? What is that? It's a great big furry th- uh, blob. Uh it's kittens. Okay, no, I'm sorry. It's kittens suckling on a mother cat. Why is this here? Oh, Curtis. Curtis and the cats. What is it up? What's up with him and the cats? Seriously. What does he get a dog? A dog is far more mayoral, in my opinion. I like cats, too. But, Curtis, uh, if you run again, uh, boy, wouldn't that be interesting if I had to run against Curtis? Oh, boy. That could be a little bit tense around the office, but I'm sure we'd have a good time. Um, no, look, I like cats. I'm actually, I have no problem with cats, although they are kind of moody and aloof and they don't do tricks and, uh, they're very independent and, uh, they're not very affectionate, but other than that, they're great cats. Uh, they're great pets. I prefer dogs. No problem there. Greg, you just lost the cat vote. By the way, if you want to see what Greg was talking about, it's Whiskers bringing her kittens into the world. Nancy, my wife had rescued Whiskers from certain death. 
uh, at the shelter. They were going to euthanize her, and she just brought in six beautiful puppies. Go online uh, to uh, YouTube, WABC YouTube channel, and type in Red Apple Media, and you can see exactly what Greg Kelly was talking about. But for Greg Kelly and for any other Republican out there who think that they can be a better mayor than me, I went on a rant this morning at the end of my appearance with Sid Rosenberg, as I do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.05. And I told anybody out there, you want to be the next Republican nominee, you got to go through me. You see this jacket I'm wearing? I told Bill Ritter, right? I'm not taking this jacket off. And I dare any Republican out there to come. Come for Curtis Sliwa in a primary for mayor. And let's see what you got. Bring it to me, because I know every square inch of the five boroughs of the city of New York, and I'm not up in the suites, I'm down in the streets, in the subways, and I go into neighborhoods where the only Republican they've ever seen is Abraham Lincoln on a $5 bill. And just remember what Sid Rosenberg finally acknowledged today after a year and a half. I really believe you would have been the best mayor since Koch and Giuliani. Do you repeat that? I really believe you would have been the best mayor since Koch and Giuliani. Okay. Where are the rest of you Eric Adams Republicans out there? Line up. I'll forgive you. But don't think you're going to come to me and become the Republican candidate to take on Eric Adams. I got some unfinished business because he lied to all of you. He lied every day he ran. He's the mayor of the illegal aliens. He's not my mayor. He's not your mayor. He couldn't care jack diddly squat about you. So let's get it on.